Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is It For Real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And this week, in honor of the World Series, we are watching the 1989 classic Major League. Uh, And I guess before we get started, uh, big congrats to the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Uh I did research last night if they were changing their name. If the Braves are? Yeah. I don't think anything. Yeah, that's going to be. Yeah. They're not. But but are the Indians? Yes. They are, but they haven't yet. Oh, right. Yeah. Next season. So we pass the torch on to the Braves. (laughs) Yeah. Next season, they're going to be the Challengers. Is that what it is? Oh, Cleveland Challengers. Something like that. I think that's what I read. Yeah. I like Cleveland baseball team, but. (laughs) <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah uh yeah we're gonna be delving a lot into those sorts of things Oof. uh this yeah. this podcast uh but before we get started we're gonna have our resident baseball expert uh do a little intro for this movie so take it away kevin o Major League was one of those movies you'd often find playing in the middle of the day on some random cable channel. But in my family, if the game wasn't on, why not watch a movie with a game? So I've probably watched this movie a dozen times. Our go-tos were Robert Redford's The Natural and Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. To say Major League was AAA isn't an insult. It just didn't have the spectacle of the others. But it did provide the much-needed laughs for a lazy Saturday afternoon. Cleveland was the closest major league team in the United States to us, but we were never much fans of them. But when I think of the diehard fans sitting in the cheap seats, it's easy to cheer for them. I remember running around the house singing Wild Thing while clutching a ball and a glove, wondering why Ricky Vaughn had such a crazy haircut. Then I'd be outside with my friends playing ball, calling just a bit outside, on even the tightest strikes. You wouldn't believe how excited I was to find out that Bob Euchre was actually a real baseball announcer in real life, but one of the better ones for that matter. Major League is a story of a team down on its luck that builds from a solid core of fans. It takes on the greedy and inspires a simple Rust Belt city. How could you not cheer for Lake Erie's only team in the big leagues with a cast of crazies that are destined to make you laugh and cringe a little along the way? Major League is a real winning streak and deserves at least a sequel, if not a video game. <laughs> that right. was like that I was like the, the delightful reading rainbow version of an intro, like <laughs> where the kid at the end is like, if you want to find out more, yeah. read Major League. And I'm like, now I'm like, I want to watch this movie. Of course I did. <laughs> I that but makes sense. I thought it was really lovely. Besides it reinvigorated being, us. Yeah. Besides being a sports fanatic, Kevin O is a talented um like teacher reading, like and including reading instructors. So it doesn't surprise me. He's just gonna make sure that everyone is coming along. <laughs> I felt included in that journey. Yeah. Really, yeah. really nice. Well done. I well done. you know, I know his hometown. So I don't want to like give too much information about him because I've just given out his profession, but like I can't believe Cleveland would be the closest. Um, that's what a dearth of baseball teams in like the Northeast and 
I can. I mean, because uh, it's on Lake Erie, and there ain't much he's on from Lake Erie. Mid the the Midwest or the no, he's no. from the Northeast, from, from upstate Northeast. New York. Oh, oh, so okay. it's like I got Once a glimpse past, of it in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Once you get yeah. past Boston, there's there's not a whole lot except for like beavers and uh what about the main lobsters i guess i would think that and lobsters Boston. Yeah, beavers and lobsters That's i it. believe him it's just kind of mind-blowing upstate new york is far away from boston I guess it is. I mean, that's farther Boston, than Cleveland. That's why Boston wasn't the closest. It was right. Cle- Cleveland is the closest. Just so that's so interesting. Anyway, yeah. Geography. A wonderful intro. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess now we can jump into our levels. Um, mine, you know, is just going to be. Um, I'm going to say like TBS or what was the damn channel from Chicago? WGN. WGN broadcast everywhere. I feel this movie was on WGN Mm. and, uh, and yeah, they had like a flooring commercial. And so my level is going to be that flooring commercial (laughs) because I always watch this on TV. I think I've only seen it like the, the proper movie, like one or two times, but I've seen it on TV a bunch. Um, yeah, Yeah. so that's my level. I, I give myself, I think a level of, uh, a sequel trailer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I wasn't sure if I'd seen this or not, or at least like if I'd seen parts of it. Um, uh, but uh, it results that I have not. I, I think I've never seen this movie before. So it was the first time. But then I was like, maybe I've seen the sequel. And I don't actually even think that's true. But I think I had seen the trailer for the sequel. You've watched so a what- lot of trailers in your I life. Know. Well, yeah, I think they were always like attached, like blockbuster. You know, what I mean, I think we would just yeah. like watch the trailers. We wouldn't, we were not a fast forward the trailer fan. Like, it's kind of fun, and so, yeah, like I think whatever I thought, we'll get into like what I thought this movie was gonna be, but um, I think it was based on what I surmised about the trailer mm. for for Major League Two. <laughs> to be clear yeah. <laughs> or major league three because there's a third one yeah i know yeah. which is like recent right because that was for free somewhere and i was like oh don't click yeah. on it uh, yeah my what philip <laughs> i said i have to look how recent oh. um i thought you said come on calories come on like, calories <laughs> trying to bulk up uh so my level is gonna be cardboard cutout lady mm, yeah um because I have seen this movie multiple times as our resident non-sport movie loving yeah, person. Twist. My family, what much like our introducers, was a baseball family growing mm. up. I mean, we we had season tickets to the Orioles, like um, we played baseball. We I know baseball as a sport more than any other sport. And I remember watching this movie as a kid and being like, whoa like when they took the cardboard pieces mm-hmm. off the cardboard cutout lady like that really stuck with me as did um like ricky's hair and i remember as a kid being just like that is so cute i'm into that but then nothing else from this movie was anything i remembered from a childhood um other than those things i i just remembered like as a kid like chanting wild thing and singing that song and running around but like it's not very much of the movie at all they like yeah so is that it's... more in the second one like did they lean into the wild thing a little probably, more probably either way i was like i have seen this i know a lot but and i could yeah. recognize it immediately but didn't remember mo- most of it so 
I think I've only seen the sequel like once and it's been forever. And I've never seen the third one, which was made in 1998, by the way. Yeah, I I should say that I think the only baseball game I've been to in the past decade, maybe much, much more, was actually Bridget with you at those season tickets. Wow. (laughs) At the Orioles game. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, it was a great. I mean, they're great seats. Well, they had seats in in Memorial Stadium, I think. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Always like with families, like group group seats. Right, right, right. So should we get into it? Yeah, let's jump on in. So we start with just a a lovely tribute to Cleveland. Randy Newman, right? Everybody shits on Cleveland, don't they, man? What's that song, that YouTube song that was, was like, like a little popular for a while that was like it's cleveland and it was like there was nothing good about it oh it man like, i don't cleveland know cleveland rocks or no well that no, was like the not drew like carey. drew carey it was right. like yeah it was like another song that was just like come to cleveland like here's a guy walking down the street like here's a factory i don't <laughs> remember but it was basically like that montage of that yeah. like opening kind of like industry smoke factory like, right and i was reading in the facts it's like it this was like randy newman's song like was it written for this movie because it was supposed to be this tribute to cleveland but then like the film they put over it you're like hmm yeah yeah i'm not i'm not sure also fun fact a lot of this movie was filmed in milwaukee yes i was reading that okay i think a lot of the stadium stuff just because of uh the cleveland browns and the Indians both played on the same field. And so there just wasn't time to film and it had stupid football lines on it and it looked dumb for the movie and cinema. And so they did it in Milwaukee. I just looked it up. It's called hastily made Cleveland tourism video. Oh, let's <laughs> check that out. Um, which has like a whole million bajillion internet views on YouTube. Oh, I'm so sure. Check it out. Um, it's very funny and silly. Um, oh yeah. Cleveland guardians. Is that what I said? challengers no that's what they're gonna become they're gonna become the guardians and i was asking my seatmate about that because we saw this like montage of the indians failing and like can we just say right now like we're gonna say indians indians over and over again in this movie and the name of the team yeah it's the name of the team and it's hard not to but in my in our vernacular like i'm just not like yeah (laughs) yeah i know um but that you see kind of like, yeah, like all of the references to um, Native Americans, like stereotypical things, like through the newspaper images and, and then obviously through the movie. And it, it is 1989. So I'm yeah. not forgiving any of it. I'm just saying we were living right. in a very context day. and all that context kind of is jazz, important. But... And you, I, you, you all have watched Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. I've and watched... We... I watched like halfway through the first season and I totally get the premise and like the premise yeah. is this premise, right? Yeah, we we it watched not... it again when we watched this movie. Cause <laughs> okay. yeah, it's just, checking. it's the same thing with a little like sputs put on. Yeah, top. So like meaning that like the premise is, is that there's like a, a wealthy blonde lady that wants the team to fail, but she's posing as if she doesn't and they're for different motivations. But I was thinking like, did Ted Lasso just full on did somebody watch it and like yeah we could take that to england and change it up or is this like trope such an intuitive possibly popular trope that it's not really imitating it 
I think it's more just it's a universal trope that yeah. you know you're sort of built to fail and you persevere through this despite mm-hmm. that. Um, I mean, I think from the writing, it's like Ted Lasso was written as that commercial. And it was just sort of what if you had an American football coach who knew nothing about soccer and then when they that. decided that it was popular and to make a show out of it. I think they sort of pulled from all sorts of I mean, it, um, it pulls from so many sports sort of tropes yeah. and then leans into them and does it in its unique, positive way that I think it it sort of it doesn't matter that it's mm-hmm. copying like full you know, completely from different stuff. So, yeah. Interesting. One thing, one thing I wanted to add before we went too much further into Cleveland was the director of this movie, David Ward, David S. Ward. Um, when I was like looking up facts about him, that it said that he wrote Sleepless in Seattle. And then in my head, I was like, what does this movie have to do with Sleepless in Seattle? Remembering what I remembered about it. Mm-hmm. But then when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, boy, yeah. is he hung up on like, long lost loves totally and like not what is that called unrequited love and yeah just, I, I, right. this was yeah. so much more of an intense <laughs> romance than i ever thought it was intense and I, romance. intense yeah like not romantic comedy no that's why like it's an intense, intense romance. romance no it's true no sorry i i, I get i was correcting myself in my head because it's like I feel Did like I not would, say that you absolutely said it right. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is like, I feel like people would be like tempted to describe this like, you know, it's like sports. It's a sports movie, but it's also kind of romantic comedy. But like you are correct. No, it is an intense romance that has full eagerness. No, it does takes itself very seriously. It's, it's just like put in this movie every other scene. It's, it's real the fourth weird. season of you, I think. Yeah, um, it's like, just Rosebo. <laughs> yes, it's just Rospo. No co, no ho, uh, no bro. <laughs> or it's ro thriller. Ro, ro, ro. Spo. You think it's so thriller? Just, well, no, him. just because it's like it, it, these scenes could easily go in a different direction. Of, yeah. It will get to it if just he's oh, there. Yeah. But anyways, but let's I jump also, into it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I also just completely forgot that like Jake Taylor was a character in this movie. Oh, <laughs> I, I just assumed any romantic thing would have been with. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, because he's like the young, hot one. And he's not even that much a part of this movie. Not at all, which again, surprised me. He's, I mean, he is. But he doesn't have a lot of lines. Yeah, he's very quiet. In in front of the camera a lot. It's just so interesting. I I couldn't decide if I thought his acting job was like brilliant or that he wasn't acting at all. (laughs) I couldn't decide. It wasn't bad. I thought. I mean, you could yeah. re- you could really tell he used steroids for this role. That's for sure. That's what he said. Yeah, which is crazy. Could uh, you really tell that? No. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good. What to beef up? I guess so. Well, apparently, I was reading. So he was like a pitcher. Charlie Sheen was a pitcher in high school, and and was like being recruited to play at like Kansas University or something, and yeah. then didn't. But so he had like a very fast. Um, he could throw a ball like 81 miles an hour, I guess, and pitch. And then like he admits to taking steroids during filming, which he says thinks he got that ball up to 85 miles an hour. I'm like, wow. great, worth it. Like what? You're in a movie. Yeah. So you couldn't you you really couldn't tell he was taking steroids. No, and I also like fun fact, I guess they they moved the mound 
closer, like 10 feet closer to home plate so that the ball would look like it was going faster. And so that like, he would feel like he was throwing faster. Like, so the, Uh. they kind of adjusted it. And like all of Wesley Snipes running is like filmed in slow-mo. So he like, looks like he's going faster. Like they tried to make it so that these actors really kind of like felt like they were playing baseball. It's kind of cool. Good for them. Yeah. But yeah. So anyways, we get the owner wants to move them to Miami and her plan is to just sort of shit the bed. So the attendance is so low. uh, Cleveland won't put up too much fight or the uh, league won't put up too much fight and she can do that. Um, Yeah. And then we get start to get like sort of slow intros for all of our different crazy cast of characters. (laughs) Um, Another at this point, and Bridget, I want to know what you think of this. Like this movie really reminded me of Necessary Roughness. It's like Necessary Roughness with baseball. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I no. felt. Wait, go ahead, Bridget. Necessary... I didn't actually watch Necessary Roughness, so I can't. <laughs> but no, no, no. I know what you mean. It's like this cast of older characters that are coming right. back. Yeah. Some of these people, it sounds like they had been playing. What, Philip? What are you going to say? No. Well, Necessary Roughness and Major League combined is. Uh, major league back to the minors because it actually has Scott Bakula in it. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, I will never watch that. Whoa! Yeah, so it's wow. But like you know, this scene of this ragtag group—it's like right. this person can run but he can't hit, and this guy is like eighty, right? And this <laughs> like, guy's into voodoo, and right, right. Um, which I mean is the same thing from like uh, oh god, the replacements. You know, it, this is a very well-worn a True, slap yeah. shot probably has the same thing i don't know yeah. there's there's a Little ton of giants. movies um which one's that oh it's like a kid's movie it's kind of like a fo- sand lap but a football says <laughs> 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 the only one of us with a child yeah. um so they're at they're at spring training in florida I guess Arizona. I assume, Arizona. Well, oh. one of the two. That's the two yeah. places that did they, they say it was Arizona? In Tucson. I was reading okay. something about Arizona, like when they were in Arizona. So I and think it's in Arizona. They're in like a jail dormitory. Yes. <laughs> that can't be what stra- <laughs> string training is like with right. those barracks. It no can't way. be. It's awful. It's so gross. It's like summer camp. Um, and again, it's like it's like all of these people are just they've never left the house before. I don't yeah. I don't know. And there's this weird moment where like, um, I guess Wesley Snipes, right. Wasn't supposed to be there, but he found out about it. And that's then- a confusing, like, that was my question of like, is this an invite only like train yeah. spring training? And if that's the case, like how did Wesley Snipes crash it? And then like, I guess some part of the premise is like, at some point people are like reading the newspaper about who the Cleveland in- Indians are going to be. And they don't recognize any of the players. So they kind of understand like what's going on, but like, isn't there reporting on spring training? Like before that, like, wouldn't, wouldn't people, wouldn't this town get, get hip to like, wait, what's happening. (laughs) She's like recruiting a bunch of dum-dums like anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, then you have, Oh gosh, what was the Billy Bean movie? Um, with Brad Pitt, all about Moneyball and a Moneyball where it's like seven. Where you have some different movie about the Oakland A's. in a box. Uh, no, it's where you know they sort of thought that they were doing the same thing by, you know, getting these sort of no nothing right. players. True. But um, no, yeah, it's, but, it would have been pretty obvious. But yeah, I don't, I don't really get how Wesley Snipes like snuck in. 
And then they remove him. The police come in the middle of the night and just gently, ever so gently, not to wake him, move him out of the jail, <laughs> like just outside the fence, like near the dugout. And he wakes up and he's just kind of like, I've been caught already. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that is exactly what just happened. But then they realize he's fast. He is very fast. He runs barefoot in his pajamas. But oh, how yeah. slow must have those other two guys been, you know? They all look like they were running pretty fast to me. So someone who doesn't run at all. <laughs> I Although, did. Go ahead. Uh, my uh, seatmate mentioned is like, is speed really even a thing in baseball? Uh, which I guess it can it be is, if you're a base not. dealer. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not. It so kind of is, isn't it? It is, but it's more about like agility, I think. And like trick or anticipation. anticipation. Yeah. And then like, yeah, I mean, sprinting like just a sprint. I mean, there's some baseball players that don't run at all and that's why they get like pinch runners. But for the most part, like if you're an athlete, you could run the bases. Well, I guess that's yeah. what I was going to say. Wouldn't he be the pin- a pinch runner? No, I mean, well, you need to, well, anytime you bring in a pinch runner, I believe you then, whoever you replace him with is done for the game. Oh, um, that's true. But also outfielders need to run a bunch. So, yeah. you know, it depends on the position. You know, when I was in fourth grade and I was telling yeah. you guys this last mm-hmm. week and yes. I, I was played in the outfield, um, I didn't do a lot of running. I did a lot of throwing because that's how good it was. I just want everybody right. to know that. Um, you just because- hit the ball right to you. <laughs> right to me. <laughs> like I might as well just hit And it right I closed here. my eyes and held my glove up. Yeah. Glove up. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but we, we sort of see how the coach is like managing things. Like he's telling Willie May, Hey, Willie Mays Hayes. If he looks up in this, if he hits the ball in the sky, he's to do 20 pushups. Yeah. Um, and he tells Dorn, Dorm, Dorn, 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 yeah, that he has to do sit-ups, but he says it's not in his contract. So then he pisses on his contract. The coach, the manager, is that what we call him? the manager, the yeah. manager. And at this um, point, he also lets Charlie Sheen know that like in this, in this league, we wear sleeves and hats because Charlie Sheen has cut his outfit the first day of spring training. He cuts it That's into a tank top. <laughs> he does a sleeveless. Oh my gosh. It's just cut. It's <laughs> not even cut. It lo- It's supposed to look jagged. Like, like he, ripped like, off. Ripped like he just it with his sleeves. a punk rocker. Oh you yeah. know? He's a um, punk rocker. Is that what he is? I had a hard time grasping like what that aesthetic is. As a, As a kid, I thought he was like buddy holly i didn't understand that like those glasses to me looked like buddy yeah. holly but well, then in this movie i finally realized there was a skull in the middle of the glasses and i mm-hmm. never saw that before yeah. anyway that's a that's in the future i guess i mean that's why he's been living his whole life not wearing glasses is because they're for the nerds oh well you know? we'll get into that but he f- freaks out bad um so we also see that like Harris, who's the other pitcher, whose trope is that he's religious and Ugh. old. Um, this guy like, I just called Billy Bob Thornton because yeah, mm-hmm. he, he is. Right? He like rubs different lubricants and jellies which on his body. Is a thing with I mean, it's cheating, and he just basically admits to cheating. And all or not all, but a lot of pitchers get into these things. Go YouTube uh, pitchers getting caught for like pine tar and all that kind of stuff. It's they'll have it on themselves and they put it on the ball and it helps them. It basically what he says is true. And it's whenever they get caught, they're just like, what? I don't, this is just like some dirt on me. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. There's a lot of these weird rules that are sort of somewhat allowed and especially in old school baseball, but 
you know, they are against the rules. And yeah. yeah. Um, we also meet, we see that Pedro has a, like a temple or like mm-hmm. a something set up in his locker with Joe. Voodoo shrine. Voodoo I think. shrine. Yeah. Fun fact that actor, not a native Spanish speaker. <laughs> Dennis Dennis Haysbert. Yeah. Yeah. The president of the United States and uh, a man you should not mistake for Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, um, interesting. Which an interviewer did once to Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Oh Oh my gosh. Right. That's out. Yeah. You do Allstate. And he's like, no, motherfucker. I do credit cards. Yeah. 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 Oh, awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So we get into like the first month. First baseball montage of everybody just messing up. I tried to count the montage. I think there's like four. So many montage. Yeah. And then um, we get kind of a montage with these like, like I was so confused as what was happening because like this is where they're trying out. And the way they're getting rid of people is they're putting like a red card in their locker. And ticket. that is the official way <laughs> that yeah. the league is cutting them. And then, and it's like really like, a scene from League of Their Own. Like they do it really sad. Like some of them are like, oh, bummer, I got to go home. Like it's real. And then Charlie Sheen has, and there's like all these like mugging to the camera of like, you know, am I going to be cut or not with like Wesley Snipes that draws it out, which is kind of funny. And then Charlie Sheen finds one and goes in and loses it at the manager and like throws a baseball, like assaults the manager for sure. And then the manager is just like, I think someone's messing with you because like you weren't cut. And like, like, how is that the first time that this has happened in this system? Do you know what I mean? Like anybody could put a red card in anybody's locker. I guess you, know? you have to have a key to the locker, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you get in there. Tradition and shit. They just this is what they do. Um, yeah, I don't buy it. But it's the, it's a preview fight. It's this. It's the what's oh, it right. It's a preview to check off check, check off fight. fight, if you will. Um, so then we go back to Cleveland. And we, we have the team, right? I also wanted to point out that um, there's one of a, a fun actor that I enjoy who plays like a very small character in this movie, um, which is Neil Flynn. Yeah. But the janitor from Scrubs. The janitor from Scrubs. And, and also yeah. in Beer Shark Mice, which is uh, a fun little improv team. Um, Paul Valancourt, who you guys have probably Oh, yeah. Known. That's right. Um, and he it's so funny because the first time they like cut to him kind of like, bad mouthing the Indians. I was like, is that Neil Flynn? I thought so too. And I was like, and then it was the smallest role on the planet. Yeah. And then it's almost the smallest role on the planet. It but is. They give him another. And he's like the construction worker, but he's, yeah, I was, so I was like, good for you, man. Let's he's good. Yeah. There. Yeah. Well, back in Cleveland, there's a fancy dinner with Willie, Ricky and Jake. I and- love like these kinds of like this restaurant, like these eighties restaurants, I know. like carpeted stairs and like, brass railing and like a piano playing. I was like, this is late eighties fancy. Did, did eighties restaurant get a smoking jacket? Maybe I at least it. at this point, because there's great. been so many they're just, I, I, I also remember, I don't remember it in this movie, but as a kid, that sort of like mannequin, big, like eighties mm-hmm. restaurant. And I was just like, when I'm an adult, I'm going to eat in eighties restaurants all the time. Totally. But why would these guys want to go there? I don't know. Um, I that's don't what know. I don't. Because who it, it was? Like I think it was Willie. I think Willie pretty much brought them there because he was like swishing the champagne. I don't know. Maybe he felt like the fanciest. It feels like there's stuff about Willie Wait. slash Wesley Snipes that like has been 
cut from this movie or something. Right? He's very fancy. He's he's comes, he comes in a fancy in, car. In, he's dressed yeah. up. He, well, I, I think he likes the finer things in life. So he, he drags Ricky and Jake with him there. Isn't that a like Volkswagen Beetle with just like a hood ornament added to it? I'm was pretty sure. Like, was it just like a super ruse like the whole time? Yeah, I oh. think he's faking it. That's oh, what really? I mean. It's really, I, I also got that so in unclear. The, the restaurant. It just looked like he was faking it. Like he knew he what did... he was doing with switching wine. And yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe he lured them there, but then can't. Yeah, it's just because I think total fake. That's his whole thing. The same with like sort of fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. sort of showing up to the tryout. They're not even tryouts, but to spring training. Like I think that was his whole thing oh i like ricky's line in this scene though where he says i look like a banker like this because it's like funny because yeah. his outfit does not look like a banker anyway no. he looks like no Fred sleeves Flintstone. no collar i think he just does. a leather vest or black jean vest and a <laughs> tie look, they made him wear he does look like fred Flintstone. <laughs> that's so funny um uh, but jake sees his wife aka blah, blah, blah. renee russo aka what's her name Lynn? Lynn, the woman he's never been married to in his life. Uh, okay, but- yeah. How can you imagine? Think about somebody that like you dated and it almost got serious. Like, would you ever look across a restaurant and say that that was your wife? But then you're like, I mean, almost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> introduce somebody as your wife or husband, and then you're just like, meaning we dated, it got serious, but uh, no, she's not my wife. I <laughs> no, am loving. Was- I'm loving so much of Renee Russo's look in this movie um, just because it's just like sloppy. I don't care. Yeah. It's like that Meg Ryan sleepless in Seattle, just sort of mm. like your hair is all, but like, you're just adored. I don't know. I enjoy it except for where, where he like calls out her dress. She's wearing, which is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. He's like that red dress or that black dress with the red sash. And it like looks like a sweatshirt tied around her waist, like that she spilled something on her pants. And then that was like, very eighties style. But ugh. but also, would you always be wearing that sash? It just looked like the sash was thrown on. <laughs> it's not it a good sash. <laughs> this, I not- guess, was her um, movie debut, right, Renee Russo? I think this was her first film. Really? Oh. Uh, Annie told me that. Well. Is it not true? Annie, I see you. <laughs> it's an Annie fact. Check your Renee. We're fact. about She's- to find out. She does look really young. She uh, does look young, but I don't, I don't know. It's she pretty close. She okay. was in the TV series Sable from 1987 to 1988. Movie film then, debut. Then she was in the movie Meanwhile in Santa Crap. Monica in 1988. Man. And then 1989, she was in Major League. Maybe her big break. That's what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the first movie that Annie watched that Renee Russo was in. That's, I yeah. think, what she meant. It's Annie's movie debut. <laughs> It's like when your birders call like life birds, like a bird that they've never seen before in their life. And so those are called life birds. We should have that. Like, this is a, this is a life role for Rene Russo, mm-hmm. <laughs> meaning for my life. <laughs> All right. Life bird. So we're anything else we want to say about that. We're just introduced to the, 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 the romance intenseness of this film. But Renee Russo has a boyfriend, a fiance, right? Fiance, I think. Yeah. Okay. So the next day or whenever we're back in the locker room, we get a shot of uh, Serrano shaving his head crocodile Dundee style. Yeah. I enjoyed that too. Yeah. I just wrote, he shaves his head with a scary knife. (laughs) Yeah. 
and um i don't know it's before the game and they're kind, they're just showing that they're still ragtag like the manager gives a not so inspirational speech he kind of like brings everybody down a little bit and then harris wants to pray oof yeah which i i just find that character very accurate <laughs> i don't know it, it yeah it has sort of the sense of like that guy that's would be in that yeah. locker room you know and he calls pedro savage it's not it's not good yeah and then pedro responds in mexican slang which is an interesting choice for this like cuban baseball player i was thinking about the choice to make like i guess at the time i was like at 89 there was probably a good amount of like cuban baseball players well he was built after like or like written after like three cuban brothers that all played and i forgot what their names actually were but um yeah so it was specifically a a, of that and obviously they wanted him there for the voodoo element and so he had i know which is interesting because it's not like there is voodoo in cuba it's not i don't think it's typically the most like stereotypical thing you could think about but i guess like technically sure but yeah so we get to the a game, and this is where we is this where we meet Bob Euchre? Euchre? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. He's so good, Mr. Belvedere. That's how I know him. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Brock me too. You talk about Brock Tune. <laughs> <laughs> What's that word you're saying? That is a deep cut from SNL, uh, from a skit yeah. where there's a Mr. Belvedere <laughs> convention, and they decide yes. to call him Brock Tune instead of Mr. <laughs> Belvedere. It's an amazing skit. Yeah. Uh, and then they invent. They eventually have to like say that they're not going to kidnap him and keep him in a jar in their basement. (laughs) It's an excellent skit. When when is it from? It's from sort of the Tim Hartman or uh, yeah, the Hartman. Hartman? Phil Hartman. uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Meadows. Uh, Tim Meadows. Yeah. (laughs) I combine them. They're both in in that skit. Um, And I forget who. Oh, Brock Tune. Tom okay. Hanks, I want to say, is the guest. All right. I'll look it up. That's yeah. funny. Now, I was thinking about the Baltimore Orioles uh, mm-hmm. and Rick Dempsey, who has a, been a announcer there for a very, very long time on mm-hmm. sort of like Baltimore radio. I don't know what it is. And one time I sat below that announcer. Oh, booth, cool. And he was like in- extremely charming. But I also think he might. I'm not going to. I don't want to misspeak. But I appreciated Bob Uecker's drinking. <laughs> the, yeah. I don't want to like mislabel Rick Dempsey by accident, um, especially if he's like not a drinker. But that he was just like, I mean, I don't know if was it Miller Light, Bud Light. Either way, a lot then of advertising transition to. Yeah. But then transition just full on like whiskey and vodka whiskey, right yeah yeah but what was the deal like we couldn't get a handle on his like sidekick that didn't you know i think the joke was like he just wasn't really talking much and it was called like the color the color commentary commentator, commentary there's always is- a play-by-play person and then there's the color color commentator uh, right sort of but the co- what makes right and it was ironic because the color commentator was like not really adding anything but he started drinking too like what what was his deal what was that supposed to be well it was that uh eubanks just never gave him all right sorry i, I wrote eubanks when i was like writing this down it's bob <laughs> i wrote uh, brock tune <laughs> i was like eubanks so, so brock tune uh i think the joke is that he just never allows him to do his job ah. to to jump in because it should be sort of a give and Got take it. 
stuff like that. Um, which if if you guys have watched Brockmire, uh, which is Hank Azaria as like a baseball. Really announcer. sounds like you're just trying to Why does everything <laughs> begin with Brock that you're saying? Right I, now. I really hope that's a reference to that. But <laughs> I uh, haven't seen that, but is that good? It I really like the first season and okay. then it sort of is all over the place. Um, but it, it definitely has its moments. Yeah. Well, like our introductor, Kevin O said, I was reading that like they casted um, Brock Toon. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah, say was, from yeah. watching him on Mr. Belvedere and then like and then some like Miller like commercial that he did and then just learned that for what nearly 20 years he was the actual announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers. Right. Like what yeah. luck because yeah. he really he really I could listen to him talk all day. I mean, he's just amazing. I don't know what in my brain like. I, I, for some reason, know that information because my couchmate was like, you know, he's an actual sports announcer. I was like, I know that. I was like <laughs> mad that he was like telling me. But and then you just start like speaking French. Like, what is yeah. happening? I was like, what's on that one? You are what the French call lazy incompetent, <laughs> Jeff. Um, That's interesting so- that that was in your brain. <clears throat> I know, but I'm like, I don't know why I know that. So in this game, they're all like goofing up and Ricky walks and loads the bases. And then there's a grand slam hit against him. And um, then he hits a guy, the next, another, another batter. And the Yankees, right? Yeah. And then I was wondering, this is like a question that I'll like ask along the way. Like what do movies have to do to portray actual teams? Like they're portraying all these teams in the league. Like, is that like having McDonald's in your movie? Like, do you have to pay the teams or do you have to just like get permission? That was a question we had too. And just to add to that was like about like, did the Indians willingly want their team to look terrible? Kind of a thing. I was reading that the director is from Cleveland and he kind of considered it like a love story slash like the, I mean, kind of a slight, I guess, where it's the only way he could see the Indians win the the pennant like so I guess it's just like his fantasy which maybe helped the Indians not get mad about it but yeah I don't know what the process is for if you want to make a movie I think it's like approval and sometimes there's you have to pay for it and stuff like that I know with like NFL and uh, MLB there's a lot of rights I mean if you look back to the replacements none of the teams are real it was all like the generals and all this right or like any given Sunday yeah exactly the sharks um, the sharks, I know. Hmm. Well, they had all the teams in there, so yeah, it was interesting. The next sort of scene I have written down after that is uh, Jake stalking Lynn at her library job. She's a librarian. Is that what she does? I think she's a professor. Okay, she's a she professor. is yeah, but it is in the library. I was having a hard time too figuring out what she's the deal a professor was. Professor of books, um. <laughs> and she's also almost an Olympian. I like that they make her an athlete as well. It's kind of fun. Isn't wait, I'm I think I'm mixing her up with another tall redheaded actress that Gina Davis. A, yeah. Wasn't she an Olympia? Julia Roberts. She like was. Yeah. I think she was Archer? going to make her. Yeah. She was going to make the Olympic archery team or something. Gina Davis. She I don't think we're the Russo. first American women's baseball team. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just wrote she's nerd chic, whatever mm. that was, because that was her look. Yeah. Uh Back at the office, we we see the former showgirl owner. Wait, hold like, on a second. Can oh, we yeah. w- one second with the library scene? 
Mm-hmm. They're talking so quick that you're just, and it's so much exposition on their relationship. Yeah. Like, cause you know, we should say that they've not seen or spoken to each other in three years. Correct. Right. We all should, you know, digest that. And then who knows how long they were together before that. It seems like it was pretty serious. Um, but he says something like, like she accuses him of cheating on her, I guess. And he says something like, uh, it was just that girl in Detroit and she, she bet she had a better body than you. And I had to prove you wrong. Like, what the F? Right. Like, uh, what? Like, what I... kind of banter is this? Like, it was like, just nothing that he says throughout the movie makes him not a sleazeball, <laughs> you know? And he says it in a way that it should, but it's like, wait, did you just listen to the content that you said? Like, anyway. Yeah. I was blown away. <laughs> but it's about I... her because she's the real babe. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so back at the office. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. She's she the owner lady is upset because the she thinks the team is being coddled too much. She's like unhinged. Yeah, and they're not losing enough because they have right. won a little bit, right? At this point, like 15 games, I think is what they said. Yeah. And the whole thing is they have to get attendance down. Which like it's such an interesting thing because I expected some arc. I expected the arc to be that they would just lose like so bad that they were almost going to be arrested or something. Like it was just going to be terrible, terrible, but that's not really what happens. Like they win some. And then you think about who makes up this team and who makes up the other teams. You're like, at what point in what world would they win any games? Right? Well, Well, (laughs) baseball is a game of odds and percentages. So there's just times where you're just going to get lucky and, and the other team's not going to get like, and there's so many games. There's so many variables too. Like yeah. the pitcher is like responsible for so much. And if, if it's a certain batter in that pitcher, like you just, yeah, it's so wild that we could just get a bunch of improvisers. I mean, you're off, the baseball your team and we're going to win a couple. <laughs> I mean, probably not. Cause we're not at the same, these guys at least have skills. Right. Yeah. And some of them, some of them have played the majors before they all minor league players. No, so some, some they were like have. has-beens and okay. some are just nobody, but I mean, they were all allegedly like good athletes at some time. Right. They're like inexperienced. Like baseball. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so they give them like this terrible airplane to tour oh my gosh yes and an awful we learn later like an awful bus as well but like just a terrible airplane that's a bomber like a world war ii delivery plane a a propeller plane that's going across the country that's that was another question we had is like do does every major league sports team have its own airplane yeah i think think so, so yeah like football baseball yeah basketball hockey maybe I don't know. Do they I travel? So. Right? Do they need to go far enough to be on a plane? They just skate there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're on Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Boarding Group C. <laughs> um. So Have we're we... kind of yeah. We're just saying they're getting a little bit more popular. It's kind of what we're learning. What were we gonna ask, Philip? Well, have we gotten to the part where Jake? Uh, follows her from home from work that's the next thing i have okay where they he like shares stalking tips between each other is like oh just you know follow her home from work yeah and then then you know exactly where she lives and then you murder her yeah um yeah but we're meant to not think that because like another randy newman-esque song is playing that's like the most (laughs) romantic like you can hear like every word chasing rainbows 
feelings about this song. Um, you're gonna, I'm just gonna, I could dive into some of it now. It's called most of all you, um, it's by Bill Medley, who funny enough is one of the righteous brothers. Um, and, um, wow, this song, um, not, (laughs) not only does it play once in the movie, but it plays during the credits and (laughs) it does look up the words you're in for a treat because <laughs> it's to as some if someone it. was, was, uh, slowly losing all of their faculties, <laughs> wrote song lyrics, including chasing rainbows, chasing um, after rainbows. Chasing like, after what's rainbows. happening. It seems like it's a stream of consciousness. Sometimes you feel like you're chasing after rainbows. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's so anyway, sentimental. So, but this is, so Jake goes to, to Lynn's boyfriend's apartment, which is like a yeah. yuppie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very. One thing I wanted to talk about here is a very eighties thing. And I don't know if people still do it. So I wanted to ask you all when you meet somebody, do, <laughs> do you ever say, how do you do? No. How do you do? <laughs> Only when I tip my hat like this. How do you do? How do you do? I guess the phrase is like, how do you do? How do you do? How do nobody you do? says. How do you do? But like, they, it was very clear in the scene. It was like, how do you do? It's like, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> who says that? How do you do? I, when, I, when I come into a place, I say, how do you do? And when I leave, I say, toodaloo. You know, that's just do, what I do. Do you guys ever say, how do you do? Like, do you? space no. the words out how do you, how do you do? say how's it going how are you doing i think i, I say like how are you australian people say how are you going how are you going that's fine yeah i enjoy In that. A bus. like how's it going <laughs> no how are you going yeah so i feel like i would right i can understand say, how's, how's it going? going but how are you going is kind of almost like a combo of like how are you doing and how's it going yeah. so i kind of want to like i want to bring that in to to my speech patterns but i haven't landed in there yet you're just gonna have a lot of people ask you where (laughs) what what instead i'm gonna say how do you do how do you do do? oh man Uh, but they do i mean they play almost that full song on his little mosey up to that guy's apartment i know so yes it gets very dramatic (laughs) we have the typical sort of 80s boyfriend just being a jerk um which he should just sort of laugh this off of just who's this jabroni. Um, but he has yeah. real reason to be fearful because he's kind of after his lady, like well, slash. Right. That's the thing. If you rewatch it, cause he's really nice and he insists that he comes in and then he like does the kind of like coy shake handshake at the end of being like, stay away from her, like smiling, but like stay away from her. And it's like this, like if you look at, if you watch it through the, um, Rospo three like the thriller lens it's like yes yeah, stay away from her like he's yeah. probably his p- movie is him like consulting with morgan freeman who like works for the police and they're just trying to like keep renee russo safe <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah my thing was just if you're losing out to sort of jake's stalkery moves on this yeah. your relationship was destined to fail got a lot of like, problems. well he's, renee he russo was this... looking for every way out of that yeah relationship. he is this 80s nerdy sort of like uptight tropey boyfriend and we've seen him a lot oh my gosh oh yeah the movies we've seen totally. um so yeah let's see what's the next thing i have i have i mean Ricky my next and... note says don't stalk women <laughs> right and then after that the next guys. thing i have is ricky when ricky gets his eye test sure and he gets his glassic and he glasses and he he basically reacts like uh, 
a child whose life is ruined. I mean, like the glasses are going to just ruin his life. Oh man. Yeah. He's He's a punk rocker. This is. But he also like chooses frames. Like he could have chosen different frames (laughs) for his glasses. You know, like they're so he chooses stuff. That's like, so, so like chunky, obvious, like the stuff that they would give you in the military. But what else would you have picked? No, I think. That is sort of embracing it too much. And for his like punk rocker thing, he has to just sort of like go with, I don't know. Ultimately, the ones that he ultimately has, but those first pair were super. Well, he didn't get a choice on those. Those are, they just sort of grabbed the closest ones they had. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's like a throwaway line of like, you'll get to choose your, your own frames later. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Go ahead. No, no, please oh. go. Um, no, then we have sort of the the boss, the owner comes in to the locker room. Yeah. Right? And then talks about, I forget what she even says. I just remember that. Oh, uh, she's poking man- and touching everybody. Yeah, some reverse sexual harassment. And then the manager loses his towel and has the argument, you know, with her. But why would he need to cover up when he has that amazing mustache? I was reading ahead of time because I couldn't remember this movie, but like why it was rated R and it was like for some language. And then you like read more about it, like a parent review. They have that on the Google search. And it's like, there's like two scenes where it like looks like people had sex, but you can't see it. And a lot of butts. A lot of butts. <laughs> That's, what it said. That's funny. <laughs> and jock straps. Yeah. Also, in her speech, she makes it clear that like, no matter what they're not playing next year, like they're all going to be cut and fired and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't want them to do well. And even if they do well, or it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and that's when they decide that they, then they have to win it all. Then I guess makes sense. I don't know. So right. it seems like they would be out jobs, but so, and that's, I think when they come up with this women's cutout situation to Uh-oh. motivate them. Right. Uh, not quite yet, but oh. Katie, actually you misplaced the most of all you song (laughs) because it's actually in this scene following this scene um not during the the goes to the boyfriend's house because i have it written here sorry this is where jake sees renee in the seats after the game which first of all she has like wonderful seats did he get those seats for her i don't know and then he just like runs out the door of the stadium to like the parking lot, which is at the stadium, which never happens. Oh yeah. And he's like still in his outfit. And then I I wrote the most intense song ever um, (laughs) because most of all you starts playing. Um, And then they like end up making out back at her place. And he takes her dress off with his cleats. Oh my gosh. With his cleats, her skirt. (laughs) I think he, I think he like rips her skirt down. Right. With his cleats, which would hurt. Yeah. Which I just Yikes. have to ask because it happens in this scene and it happens in a later scene. Does she not have a front door? <laughs> I don't know. Or does she? Does he, <laughs> like in another team movie, it's like how she get in here? It's like there's a hole in the side of your house, <laughs> right? Like, is there no front door? Does he have a key? Does she leave a key for him? Or does she never lock it? But he's just constantly like just coming in there. Confidence that no Boy. one's gonna murder you. Rough. Incoherent. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's just instantly there. It was really sort of confusing. Movie style, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Oh boy, most of all you. <laughs> uh, then we have, you know, the team gets a bus. Um, yeah, the coach at that point. Then, then the coach reveals the plan, um, and then he reveals the cutout, the cardboard yeah. cutout, 
where he says like, we're going to, if we have 32 victories, we're going to peel a piece of her clothing off, which I'm like, I guess, I don't know. She's kind of an asshole, but we're also objectifying her. And like, I I mean, this is really in the running for my bummer. Like I really hate this and it's not, it's just like the way that you choose to acknowledge a villain I'm trying to think in my head now if like if you could do this with a male villain and I think I think that would read as probably as homophobic so I don't know hopefully I'm not reading into it what I want but like it just seems like this this level of humiliation because she's it just feels so gross yeah it's just like ugh like it's it's kind of like violating her but if it was like this today that photo would probably be everywhere and you could just access it I don't know with she also violated them when she came into the room a lot right yeah i know but like i just don't know why the worst thing you can do to her is then make her look sexy and like look well, at her right. i don't know there's something real weird and gross about it i completely agree with you on that i think the one thing i just realized is because she was an ex showgirl that's what they were sort of going for and oh there's like a play on that like a then humiliation probably they like- got that cut out from some i don't know like from it her was showgirl days from her showgirl days yeah it's um, not like a, it's know. not like they sneak and took that photo of her i mean she no right posed for it but i i get what you're saying it's like she's this villain but why sexualize her to sort right. of demean her demean her that's like their whole yeah thing. yeah back in the day i think I knew where they were going with it when I was like an eight-year-old boy or whatever. Yeah. As <laughs> like, an eight-year-old girl, I thought they did know, too. I this was is like, the way to stick it to her. Um, yeah. yeah, it it doesn't work now. Yeah. Um, um, but now the team is all pumped up. And so we get this like inspirational 80s dance music montage. I don't know if you incorporated this into your montages. Um, I did. I did. We're like in the middle of it. We see they're doing like an American Express commercial. And uh, they're like doing like all the bits, like crossing their legs at the same time in the dugout. And they're just in sync now. They're yeah. having a great time. And then we're seeing a lot of Native American costumes at this point. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of like references, like I think Bob, what's his name? Euchre calls yeah. them the wigwammers or something. Just like, oh, they love to just like use a lot of like inappropriate references. A lot of scalping references. Yeah. yeah not um, great. Not good. Not good. So the Indians end up in a first place tie with the Yankees and all the clothes come off the cardboard cutout. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're celebrating. And then we cut to a person we've never seen before, or I don't think I've ever seen before, who's like this kind of frumpy looking woman in her bed, like watching this on TV. And I was like, who is that? No, we've seen her before. Okay, it's, I just don't remember. It's fancy pants. It's Dorn's wife. I know it. I know it's Dorn's wife after the fact, but I didn't remember seeing her earlier in the movie. Where was she earlier in the movie? It was when Jake went over to his house, yeah. his super fancy house. Oh, and right. She offered him coffee. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she's the, also it, the least memorable human I think I've ever seen because yeah. I was even fooled later in the movie when she came back again. I was like, who's that lady? <laughs> she's in she three scenes. Me three times. And she's she does look different. Wildly different in all three scenes. <laughs> well, and so. each, in each scene, her character has an entirely different personality and motivation. Yes, <laughs> right. I know. Like one, I'm like, she's just cozy in bed with like her glasses on. And then in the next one, she's like super dressed up to like pick up Ricky in the bar. Right. How did she even find him there? Like 
How did she find him in that bar? Well, and I, I was going to say this for my demo, but like, it's too big. I don't understand enough to even describe it. Like what is happening here? <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's seduced. Cause I don't, it makes me not understand like the rest of the movie kind of, cause like she's seducing Ricky for X reason. Well, she sees well, her husband yeah. go with a woman on the news. That's what I started to say. She's watching the oh, news. Of the I, celebrating that and Dorn, yeah. I wasn't. Dorn leaves the room on the behind, like the announcer, like with a woman and gets and like she, three high fives. So right. it's like, obvious okay, what so she gets to go it. Do. So she's yeah. Yeah, they're like sleeping sex high five. Sex yeah. high five. Sex so high five. she's just a sex motion. Oh my yeah. God. So she's sleeping with Charlie Sheen to get back at him. And then she right. tells him she's like, I have something to tell you. Does she or not? Or we don't know. I think, no, I a hundred percent think she does. I and don't know. Care? The reason right. of why she did this then to tank was it to make him lose? Yeah, I would think so, but I don't know why she would want. I don't know. Right, because she's like benefiting from his winnings, and there's still a couple, it seems. But then he doesn't care. No, he just cares about winning more, and that's why he waits. I mean, does Charlie Sheen get punched in the sequel? <laughs> like, no, wait. You saw that he got punched in this movie. Yeah. No. When? When they're Katie. celebrating. Katie. Katie. Right oh, when they're, when they're celebrating. Dorn walks up and punches him. Oh Who knocked God. Charlie happened. Sheen over? I watched that, but then honestly, I went down this huge rabbit hole of um, players getting hurt during celebrations. Have you seen this? Yeah. You know that guy that broke his leg and stuff? I no. honestly don't think I caught it. Yeah. <laughs> um okay so he just waits he wants him to okay and then he punches him once never mind well that's yeah. fine yeah i just didn't go. see half of it i like yeah i missed the whole thing yeah we so we also see so they're gearing up for the game against the yankees it's sort of the the playoff game to see who get properly gets into the the playoffs um right. and then we see serrano needs a chicken and so they get him just a bucket of chicken, a whole chicken, not whole, a live whole chicken. chicken. Now, right. when you see like the bucket of the Kentucky fried chicken in this, I'm very obsessed with like advertising and movies. Oh man. Oh. Because sometimes it's so blatant. So, but there, they were like, I imagine them doing this scene so many times because of the way they held the bucket. So you never see the full logo. You don't No. Oh, you always see half the logo. Same thing with the beer bottles. So the question is like, if you don't show the full logo, is it advertising do you have to pay for it? Do they pay you for it? I don't understand, mm. but there's something to do with the fact that if you see a full facing logo, like in she's all that, I think it was like multiple times we saw a commercial for something. I don't know if it was like Pepsi or Gatorade, yeah. or, but in this, there's like, everything's always just slightly turned to the side. Yeah. So I, you never I, quite huh. see. I think um, the companies pay you for it. Yeah. Um, But then they may also like, disallowed i know the whole like iphone thing where they don't allow oh, right. uh, villains to have an iphone and or mac and me that's just an entire oh, <laughs> Pepsi commercial, we have I to believe. watch mac and yes me. we do when we do. is it gonna happen <laughs> it is um, just a pepsi i mean there's more footage of pepsi than aliens or humans in yeah that movie. <laughs> oh no oh, pepsi's like a it. third character <laughs> um so Are we at the playoff game. Yeah, we're, we're there. At this point, too, I was like talking to Annie. I was like, oh, my God, are we watching this? And then they're going to the World Series and we watch that. I know. Is this movie three I'm hours worried long? about that, too. And then I guess the whole thing is, is like Cleveland has it's been however many long 
many years since they've won the pennant, right? Like they're just obsessed with winning their division. Yeah. And who knows what happens in the World Series? I mean, I have not been paying attention to baseball for a while, but this isn't winning the pennant. Like if you're in a one game playoff to get in. Was it a one game playoff? Oh, wait, wait. You know what? No. I'm mistaking this for there is right now where like the teams that are just barely into the playoffs will play a one game thing. But this was to decide who wins the pennant. This was like a series, right? So it wasn't. No, I think it was just the final regular season game. Oh. This is the only way this would work if to win the pennant. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. We'll have to ask our, our baseball consultant. Um, okay. I guess I did learn that because I, I, we were actually watching the Giants play the Dodgers. And like, I was curious as to how intentional can you hit somebody? Like if you just pitch, you know, you can pitch a ball and it can hit the player and then they just walk. But it's like, how insane can you actually be? And I guess it's just up to the ju- the, the umpire as far as like that was on purpose, right? Because like Charlie right. Sheen yes. has that wild pitch and they're like, you're gone. Um, if you, I think that's the thing is like, you think they can tell if you accidentally hit somebody versus you threw right. a ball at somebody on purpose. Right. It's like, there's a reason for it. I think they're, they're looking right. for Right, they're looking yeah. for motive. Right, that's true. So we have like, in the game, we have a lot of ups and downs, right? We have this like very intense montage of successes, but then we get sad music. Um, but then we get a home run, but then Taylor's knee is hurt. Um, mm, and then yeah. like Pedro hits a home run and they win and the owner's mad. Um, well, Wesley Snape oh, steals home, right? Cause like Pedro does hit a home run. No, I mean, he steals second and then he later, uh, comes around third they wave him in to to home oh he comes he, around third. that's right. right he steals he just keeps on going because tom berenger bunts and then which my it. question is there were there there were no outs in this inning correct it played like they had two outs yeah did they not it played like know. it they had two outs but huh. i didn't see the two outs because waving him home in that situation is just such a dumb move uh um, is right yeah because he didn't have to go, you mean? Right. Unless it was two outs, maybe. If No, if there's two outs, then you definitely would. But if there's no outs, which I th- this is what I thought it was, then you leave him at third, and then any sort of pop fly, he's going to make it home. Right. But, hmm. but I don't know. I don't know baseball. I've never played. <laughs> what I do know is that uh, after they win, this movie ends with like, just a grand old freeze frame, which we love <laughs> so yeah. much. Frame. Totally. Ah, they love the 80s freeze frame. It's just like celebration freeze frame. It gets frame. blurry. It gets like kind of slow yeah. blurry, and then it stops. And then most of all you comes Rainy. back. Yeah. Ugh, because... <laughs> it's just might as well have been this used to be my playground. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's it the is saddest. Depressing. Saddest end to a movie. Like this was a this celebration. Yeah, did, that song is sad. But then, like, did they just like pay Bill Medley so much money for this song? Like, why use this song at the end? Like, they should just like be like, "Yeah, we won," and then like, "Wild thing," right. you know what I mean? Yeah, just it's kind of again. the equivalent of like if the song that like they played when Charlie Brown was just like walking through the neighborhood with his heads down, dragging his feet. Like, this would be the words to that. So it's just kind of yeah. like, whew, It's just very depressing. It's a little it's hopeless. Very depressing. But they won, so. <laughs> Now they're in the playoffs. <laughs> they're in the playoffs. Got Yay. a long way to go. 
you yeah, guys they think do. they won? That was my question. You know, I'm sure it says in the sequel, but I have no oh, idea. My, my no, guess is true. no. My guess is they did not. Yeah, I can't what are believe. the sequels about? Do I even want to know? Well, uh, I watched the trailer again and it was interesting because it had like a flash of all the characters. And then I was wait, like, wait a minute. Is that Omar Epps? <laughs> like, do they just and they do they swap Wesley Snipes for Omar Epps and it's just like the same character. And I think they just like, oh, I don't awkward. I wonder I wonder if they address it in the movie, you know? Uh, well, he, wait, first of all, they did not win the World Series. They lost the Chicago White Sox in the ALCS. Okay. The American League Championship Series. I think that's what that is. Um, so they didn't what even make, they didn't even make it to the World Series. Oh. Oh, shame. Yeah, it is but shame. the second, the sequel picks up when? The next season. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. When apparently Serrano becomes a Buddhist. Mm. Um, and do they have old. a new owner? Uh, or is she yeah. converted like in Ted Lasso? No, she sells the team to Roger Dorn. Um, oh, and he's not playing anymore? Yeah. he. But I mean... No, I think he is though, because in the trailer he like has to take one. He has to get like hit by a ball. Yeah, I'm I think sure. he's still playing. I'm sure he like owns and plays, and it's. But there's whole no way he's fiasco. rich enough to buy the team. He looked pretty rich. Did you see his little mansion he owned? It in Cleveland? was very. But even like <laughs> he owned a three hundred thousand dollar mansion in Cleveland. I know. Like maybe you're you're the richest player in baseball. You can do this, and he obviously wasn't. So it yeah. are there any owner players? Um, it seems like a bad idea. Oh, like playing at the same time you're owning? Yeah. Curly Lambeau was for the Packers way back in the day. Oh, yeah. Now, is Curly his birth name or? Mo was his. No, um, (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure it was his nickname. And I think he was just the coach. Okay. Player. So not actually. I mean, I think. Coach player. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. That's like being a director actor. Yeah, that's kind of a bad idea. Totally. <laughs> ben Affleck disagrees. <laughs> I know. Bad idea. Uh, any other questions? Um, I kind of asked mine along the way. Yeah, I don't think I have okay. any. I asked Danny, I see if she had any questions. And she was like, uh, nope. Got it. I, <laughs> okay. I think Nora's was just, why is baseball so boring? Why is baseball <laughs> I was kind of thinking that a little bit in this movie. I was like, whoa, they're really taking their time with some of these scenes. Uh, <laughs> some of these I, baseball I scenes. That. Yeah. Okay. How about Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers? Um, let's start with Dummers. Okay. <clears throat> I have a Dummer. My Dummer is, I had, I had, a, I had a few, but I'm going to go with the way that the pitchers, including Ricky, um, and then there was another pitcher, enter the field in this final game. With, like they have all the time in the world. They're just sauntering. Like they're going so slow. They're mm-hmm. practically walking backwards. Um, by the way, I hope this is not offensive to anybody, but PETA does not want us to call it a bullpen anymore. Did you guys know that? I heard that. Yeah. They want it to be called an arm barn. Um, but <laughs> because a bullpen they're saying is the place that like a bull or a cow goes right before it's slaughtered. But, but it's also just like, 
the word bull and the word pen and like animals are kept in pens. So I don't know. But anyway, when they're leaving the arm barn and they're like walking (laughs) to the mound. So you don't do that. You come out and you run like you don't have time to saunter. Yeah. So dumb. God, what was that Atlanta Braves pitcher that would always just sprint to the mound? (laughs) Um, Uh, That's also probably You don't need to sprint, but you just need to have (laughs) like like, pull a hamstring sprinting to the mound. Just a little Uh, jog to show you're getting there. Uh, I'll have to look his name up. It was like Johnny Intense or something like that. Um, Johnny Intense. I mean, with a name like that, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, This is Dummers, right? Yes. I think my Dummer, (laughs) I I like the concept that like um, uh, Willie Mays Hayes or Wesley Snipes is like going to have a new pair of gloves for every base he steals. I like that concept. But what I do think Willie is dumb is that like he chooses then to nail all of those gloves on his bedroom wall. And it's like clearly a very small space. And it's all of these like black gloves it just makes his room just like end up looking like this like mica art exhibit and it kind of <laughs> creeps me out and it's like what a terrible decor for your room now yeah. like he's really losing so i don't know i didn't like it <laughs> i'm i'm fine with it you know I, <laughs> it you know. creeped me out yeah uh it the baseball player was johnny rocker uh, oh, wow. That was close. Johnny Intense, I know the name. I'll have to look it up. That's yeah. He was also in a season of Survivor. Mm, uh, oh. So my dumber is going to be when they don't replace the sort of hot tub or cold tub. Oh, yeah. And they put a, a just a boat motor in there yes. that's yes. smoking and the blades are right by where your feet would be. So close. And this is just a horror movie waiting to oh my get gosh. started. And so it's, it's just, that's a and dumb idea. I was kind of confused too, because it made it seem like, uh, I thought the problem was that like the, the bath wasn't able to heat anymore, but all that boat is going to do, all that motor is going to do is like, just make it like super choppy and bubbly. So I guess they're trying to get the vibration of the bubbles. Well, generally those are cold baths. So they'll that's dump the other a bunch thing. of ice in there and then it mixes it up and that makes it even colder. Oh, okay, those, those things fucking suck. I hate I them. Know. I know. I used to have to do them all the time. Being I hated like, it. I had to do like a leg once for like a month, but I had to do never my had it. back. So oh, I was just like sounds... in, it was really Mm-mm. uncomfortable. Mm-mm. <laughs> it was really bad. And I yeah. love the cold. I love polar bear plunges, but the idea of just too long, yeah. Being in there for like 20 minutes. Ugh, mm. No, thank you. When I was on my honeymoon, um, and I was at the spa. They made me go into a cold shower and it was very upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> now, quick ones. I love I love doing that um, on and off. Yeah. I actually have yep. done that thing that you're describing because uh, uh, I was for a brief period of time, a collegiate athlete. And mm. I was on the rowing team at my college um, until I don't know I- if you've ever shared this. I know. Really my freshman year of college, I was on the rowing team and then I broke my foot doing the dumbest thing ever, which was when we were, when I did learn, this is the only time in my life I Kick felt like a boat. runner. Yeah. Stupid boat. We had to run a mile and a half to yeah. practice every day. And then we had to run back. And I had, it was like the one day I finally felt like I was like just cruising along and I was having a great time. And there was like this person coming towards me on the sidewalk and I stepped around them and I stepped off the sidewalk and snapped my foot. 
And Mm. then I like had to sit in the like, you know, like boat with the coach and I just like my foot wouldn't heal. And then I ended up quitting eventually because it was just Uh. bad. So that was my collegiate sporting career. Wow. But I actually did enjoy doing it very much. People really like crew. I loved it. Early, early mornings. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was weird. I don't know why as a college freshman, I was like, I'm drinking more than I ever have in my life. This is a great idea. (laughs) You had to get up at like 430. Yeah. It was really fun though. It's very freeing. Very fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, How about, where are we? Uh, We just did dumbers. Let's do, let's do some bummers. We can end on that high note. I have, you know, the obvious bummers about like, all of the inappropriate language being used to, to talk about native Americans. I'm going to go with also the, the crew and the pilot that have to fly that falling apart airplane Yeah, that has like tape holding it together because that's not fair to them. Why? Unless they're like in on the thing and they're just like willing to put themselves in danger. Yeah. Why are you making anybody do that? I assume they came with the plane. That's what I kind of thought too, but either way, it all bums me out. Like retire the plane. Let's have some safe flights for everybody. Uh, That is a bummer. (laughs) Now that I think about that. Yeah. Um, I think my bummer we touched on, and I mean the caveat of like the, just the, um, like Cuban voodoo stuff. And then like the native American, like just the stuff that doesn't hold up is definitely a bummer. But, but for me, like, I think, um, I I don't think it's quite misogyny, but like just Renee Russo ending up with Tom Berenger in this is just (laughs) like, why? What? Like he's just displayed. And the whole thing, like they've not talked to each other in three years. And he's like, and then he's like almost like offended. Like it's her fault that she's engaged now. And he's like, I had plans for us, you know? And it's like, what? Like, when were you going to tell her about it? I don't know. He, he just like does nothing, but like basically stalk her and, um, is the same person. And then at the end, and she doesn't like, there's not even that much on her part to tell us that she thinks any different until she makes out with him at the end. And the free yeah. frame means they get married and live happily ever after. So, right. Uh, it's just a bummer. I yeah. Think. I think that was going to be mine as well mm. of just like, cause I don't remember him being this awful. Right. I mean, I yeah, like he's Tom Berger and stuff and he's, played some bad role like he in platoon um right. i even think like he was in that sniper series and he was he, i think the hero but sort of bad in that but yeah. yeah for some reason i thought this is the one where he's super likable and oh, definitely. it definitely wasn't the case um well so, he is too he's i feel like he's likable as a baseball player like on the team sure. no, great very, but man mm-hmm. outside of the stadium yeah. no, no he's not a nice guy so yeah, I'll, I'll just go and reiterate. It's just the the Native American stuff that is so cringy that's there. And just like, God, I mean, hopefully we've gotten to a place. I guess we're close to having it be the Cleveland Guardians. Mm-hmm. And I know a couple of years ago they they got rid of um, what was the actual the the mascot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on its name. Yeah, its name. But um, yeah, it just it it doesn't hold up. And the fact that we're, there's still like a chance that the Washington football team could go back to go really? away. I, well, no, I guess not, but I, no, it's no, I think the thing is that they would uh, stay as Washington football team, but um, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I do too. That sounds like what I would call a sports team. It's really yeah. cool. It's a like classic, Yeah, but I guess, yeah, no, I think 
what I really meant is that the with the Braves winning, the sort of tomahawk chop is still sort of going on. Yes. And that's sort of crazy. I hate it. Um, I was kind of saying like, and I am probably not saying this right, but I'll just say it anyway, like if we just, I mean, we don't have a history of obviously honoring Native Americans in this country and we historically did terrible things to them. I, I think like maybe underneath there's some intention potentially somewhere of being like, this is part of our history and this is part of our country. It's just, you just can't do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, know I know I don't preach you to the choir, but I, I think that's people's argument sometimes is like, well, no, like this is, you know, but they're not seeing the whole picture. It's just, you just don't do it. And there's some things that are an area where I'm just not going to be the authority on whether, you know, you right. can have like a team that's called the Braves, but I think there's stuff that's so cut and dried of just like, you can't do yeah. this tomahawk chop. Right. Um, that I think like the history of it is sort of crazy as well of when it actually sure. came around. And yeah. And this is from someone, you know, I used to, or, you know, I always root for the home team, but I used to live down in Georgia yeah. and was a Braves fan when they, yeah last one the world series i've done the tomahawk chop before yeah um so it's like but the I idea remember of doing singing it now the redskins fight song the yeah. the washington football team's fight song because as a kid that's right that was our football team before yeah, yeah. the ravens came to town <laughs> so. i for some reason when the colts left my parents like everybody's so devastated did they well, cry? <laughs> yeah well it was it was like i feel like my aunt harriet used to like date a lot of the cults and like i feel oh. like my parents felt very like personally More offended yeah know. can we have a podcast well they were a real i feel like the cults were like a real like um like hometown. a blue collar yeah. hometown team you know they owned the bowling alleys and people kind of knew them and my family like lived in baltimore and right. so then when they left i think people were so hurt that for some reason we kind of started following the 49ers <laughs> and i think it was just because joe montana was really good and jerry rice and like it was just like the thing to do. So huh. we never, we never moved to Washington. Like we never, ever. Sure. I, it was news to me that the Washington football team was like so close. I was like, Oh, what? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Maybe because I grew up. Not well, you were Baltimore. closer though. Yeah. yeah Annapolis true. was closer to Washington yeah. too. And our Annapolis oh, I, team was not very good. I do want to say my <laughs> secondary bummer that has nothing to do with this movie is that I just found out that the quarterback for my football team is not vaccinated. Like a I real saw that. Dumb, dumb. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yes. Yeah. COVID. What's wrong with him? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. Sorry. Okay, back to the movie. So Hummers. Yeah. Um, I got a Hummer. My yeah. Hummer is not so different from my bummer. Um, that like, <laughs> okay. It's just because like if you heighten something, it becomes like a hum again. Um, sure. it okay. There is a speech that it's not in the library, it's at her home that like uh Rene Russo gives to Tom Berenger that to me is like almost like what Kate talks about in the gremlins where they're talking about their past uh, and she says that she threw him a surprise party he did not show <laughs> up but guess who did somebody serving him paternity papers oh, and Jesus. then he and then he says you know that was a scam and just a money grab and she's like yeah but it must something happened enough to think that she could be pregnant and it all happens within like <laughs> five seconds you're like wait what and i i lost it i was like this is the wackiest conversation to have it's like are people listening Let's and get then back they together. just make out oh my yeah. god um that and wesley snipes i really really love wesley snipes but like this 
I just, that her speech, I just like, I needed to rewind and watch again. So yeah, that's uh, my Hummer. Well, I have a Hummer and then a Hummer Jr. Sure. Um, my real Hummer is most of all you, the song by <laughs> Bill Medley. <laughs> because if you ask wow, my couchmate, I, yeah, it's a surprise, but I sang it all last night. I did look up the lyrics and then I sang all of the lyrics with the credits, like I mentioned. And then I just couldn't get it out of my head. And I was just like, I was just wondering about why he wrote this song <laughs> and what it was for, why it was in this movie. It's just so out of place uh, or perfectly in place. And then my Hummer okay. Jr. is just, just the mullet of it all. This movie is just chock-a-block full of mullets and mustaches some of the mo- like the background guys in the locker room yeah like yeah. all the guys whose wild stories we don't get to hear who are just like I'm, i have a mustache too and here i am in my jock strap um everyone who gets cut you know three cheers for them you know um and their and their mullets my hummer is gonna be the final game um i think it's all the coaches and a few of the players especially when they're having the final mound conversation all the chewing tobacco that's in their mouth just progressively gets bigger and bigger they're spitting more and more Ugh. it's probably one of y'all's bummers yeah. but oh my God. i found it yes. hilarious um Boy. of just that trope of constantly spitting and just how is this in a sport where you're having to run around and you're still doing chewing tobacco As i a know kid, never understood that either and i still don't like how do you do sports with like tobacco or gum or seeds in your mouth <laughs> it just and, can't be top performance it's just like more of like I, exactly. I, I have a real pet peeve of like choosing style and i like over performance and it's like oh just enough with it you just want to run the fastest <laughs> So stop right. chewing tobacco. Well, yeah. I think it sort of shows that maybe you don't have to run the fastest. <laughs> that's what I mean. I you also just contend, need a stimulant that's in you. I'll also say that like whatever, any game, any professional game where you can technically have like a double header, you could play two of your professional games in one day. We need to be working harder. We need to be running these people a little faster. <laughs> yeah. It's not always the same players. I right. guess not. Some of them it's are. Like, Pitchers get worn out. Um, yeah, I mean that's true. Like the it is amazing. If somebody doesn't watch a lot of baseball, like when I was watching it with Annie, it was like he's done now. He just pitched one inning. That's nuts. Yeah. But you really just like wear out your arm. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. But yeah, I just found that hilarious. Um, yeah. So outfits, outfits. Oh man. Um, I was going to talk about Katie's. Oh, oh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, first. Um. Katie, I really enjoy your ba- homage to baseball. Is that puzzle pieces? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it looks like you could take, it's just like, a, is it a Halloween costume? It's the puzzle pieces that are baseball outfit. Yep. That's really nice. But on each piece, it says, um, woke up one day. <laughs> 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 what did I find? Oh man. Holes in my pockets. Memories on my mind. That's what it says on there. <laughs> Why did it. you wake up one day and find holes in your Woke pockets? up one day. One day. Man. man. God. Um, Phil, I'm loving your outfit. Um, outfit slash style. Like I like the yeah. commitment to the shaving of the the fishtail. Yeah mullet in your skull it's just oof 
pretty sharp edges. Um, and then also that like earring, the cuff earring that's sure. on. <laughs> Those are back in now, by the way. Hangs down, which seems like a real liability. Just walking around. They're not pierced. They're just they're cuffs. Cuffed on. I mean, but but then then attached to a piercing. Oh, really? Okay. Usually there's a piercing and then it's a cuff attached. It's a lot. Okay. Um, it's a lot. And then you have um the uh a a t-shirt on that has just like a picture, like a sketch of Rene Russo. And it says, um, I am swimmer. And then I am making a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Which I like. It's nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, Bridget, um, I, I see that you are as much a fan of the Lonely Island uh, Bash Brothers musical as I am. That's right. Because uh, you're sort of doing an homage to the, the business women from that one where you're in very much a shoulder padded business suit. Mm-hmm. But in honor of this movie, you've ripped the sleeves off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, shoulder pads uh, and no uh, sleeves. No sleeves, you know. And um, you've written on your shirt, you know, Sun's out, guns out. Um, <laughs> better get your buns out because you know it's and then it's like just a baking sheet with with buns on them um, for some reason. I do love the Great British Baking Show. You know that's that's why you're yeah. you're bringing three things that we both have yeah a affinity for all together. Um, and then your your cap says just hastily put together Cleveland baseball cap. <laughs> it is poorly made. <laughs> Stitching is everywhere. And it's, it's, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're welcome. Good outfits. So it's that time. It's that time. Um, so I guess this was this was my movie. So I can go first. Um I'm a sucker for sports movies. Um, I love sports. I love movies about sports. And yeah, you guessed it. I love sports movies. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I I think this one is still for real. It's got a lot wrong with it from the, the stalking, the, the all the Native American references that just don't hold up. Um, but it's it's still a sports movie. It, it is the baseball <laughs> of sports movies. And I think there's sort of this plucky charm to it. And some of these like problems that it has sort of adds to that. And I think, I think you really can watch it in this context of getting that, Oh, that's, that doesn't hold up and that doesn't hold up, but it's still, it's still there. They're, they're sort of the, the underlying message is as seen by the fact that it's turned into to Ted Lasso. Um, is there it's just it has some blemishes on it and you know well not great it still doesn't keep it from being for real mm. well i can go next and you can be the tight spoiler yeah god damn it uh you guys know how much i don't like sports movies um and this is the baseball of sports movies and basically yeah. like when I when when you said this was going to be your pick for the week, I was like, oh, this movie is of course is for real because I was remembering 
again, like kind of watching it with my brothers or maybe my parents, I don't know. And thinking like this movie was so cool when I was a kid, mostly because of Charlie Sheen's hair. Um, but it's just basically all the things that you just said that I'm going to say it's not for real, which is like yeah. the really outdated Native American references. The fact that like it's desperate to be a romance and it, the romance is terrible. It's so un- <laughs> uninteresting and un satisfying for both of those people um i think renee russo just like i don't even know if she talked in the movie i guess she did talk because she had that speech about his birthday but she never even got to like talk about herself it just she was just always with a man um oh this movie <laughs> does yes, not pass the back <laughs> and, and i think I, I like i just remember like i was waiting to like crack up like sure yeah. I, I guess i put this in my brain in the category of like naked gun and an airplane yes. and i was like oh my gosh yeah thinking it's in the same thing but it does not have that kind of comedy and it just did not make me laugh at all <laughs> i was kind of like yeah i was like oh man so yeah i'm just gonna say it's not for real especially if it was our old podcast does it hold up i don't think it holds no up. for sure yeah for sure right. um, and so i'm just right. gonna lean into that and say it's not for real and oh, i don't disagree man. with anything you said yeah <laughs> i know i don't disagree with anything either of you said i i so i am really stuck right in the middle because like i i think it should be acknowledged that like it doesn't there's a lot of things that just are pretty gross and just don't hold up at all but like i guess that's not quite the question of is it for real either um uh uh I think it falls into a quadrant that I didn't like, like it that much. Um, but, and was maybe like, I don't know why Bridget, when you said that it, it's very true. I was coming in being like, I, I was surprised that we were going to watch it. Cause I thought it was full on parody naked gun. I was like, well, yeah. how can we talk about that? Same. Um, and I do think that that might be a little more of the second one. Like, it's just like a little more yeah. heightened, a little more gag. Mm. Um, and <laughs> uh so okay <laughs> i mean i think i like i both of you are right <laughs> i i think so i think to be true to how i actually feel about it i think i'm gonna say it's not for real but i do like sports movies and so like it's not like phil i think i totally agree with your assessment of it too i think it's just that like there are different movies like it it, it isn't like it's not shining in the category that it is. Like, I really wish they would have cut out the romance because Tom Berenger is really fun to watch as a baseball player. And like that team, I wish we would have gotten more of Wesley Snipes because I really liked him. Um, it's kind of like, I wish we would have developed this team more, but instead they like, it's like this split screen movie of this romance that's going nowhere that's super eager and serious. And then kind of this like funny sports movie. And they just like, don't blend it enough for it to not be like really jarring. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with not for real, but like, but it's funny. Cause I said that necessary roughness is for real. I'm going to stick with it, <laughs> Well, but in the a- same way, I don't know. It's like the same movie. So. <laughs> no, no afterwards. Cause I, I sort of hinted that this is the way I was leaning and my couch mate sort of made that same case that necessary roughness was 
definitely for real for her. And this one yeah. definitely was not. That's interesting. Um, I would like to talk to her more about that because that's yeah. how I feel. But it's weird because I totally appreciate this as a sports movie and a trope. And I get why people like it, too. Like, I get that. But yeah. And there are other sports movies that you yeah. all have picked that I have liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that I liked Aspen Extreme. Oh, my God. Didn't we all? Didn't we all just love <laughs> it? We did. It, it's great. What a cocaine infused joyride. Um, no, there, um, there's some amazing ones out there. Go yeah. watch Goon or, you yeah. know, um, watch Goon again. I, I love Goon. It's a great movie. I think I keep thinking you're trying to say Dune mixed with Goonies and I that's the movie I'm picturing. I try to convince you to watch Dune again. 1984. No, Dune. I will never. I've already I'm, it's a sports movie. I, I paid I'm my halfway, Dune. I'm halfway through the new one and I'm really enjoying it. Just biting <laughs> off little bits. No, I can't. I, we, I mean, Annie and I like miss miss um we misjudged timing, so I like had to pause it and stop it to come down and do this. <laughs> oh, you mean like uh, we're just oh. like literally just yeah. Okay, so we'll probably finish it tomorrow. Okay. No, no, no. But I was like, I think I didn't expect to like it as much. We're like, oh, we'll give it a try, and then I misjudged the time, and then I was like, oh man. So anyway, but I have to say, I don't know if I would know exactly what's going on if it hadn't been for our podcast. I think Same. I think I'd I think I'd be like. Ooh, what? Like, We've talked about Dune every week since we watched it. So <laughs> That's true. It's still lingering on. That's true. Yeah. It's that smell you can't get out of your clothes. You ready? <laughs> yeah. You know it. You it. know I'm it. So you ready. love it. Here it comes. This is just the type of song that would just depress the crap out of me as a kid. There was a lot of songs that were like this, you know, but they weren't usually played in wacky sports movies. Over a freeze frame. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. It's so interesting. And like, it's so funny because like on YouTube, like the backdrop for it is like the image of the baseball with the mohawk. Like we were like, which is basically (laughs) necessary roughness. Like it's the same title card it's so funny yeah and you're just like really that's the song it's real interesting who who owed somebody something <laughs> like why were they like bill medley by the way he's still living so bill good sorry for listening to this shout yeah. out to you so, shout out to you the righteous brothers unchained melody i mean come on what a hit yeah this song oof yeah but i, I hate love it so Thank you. I know. Me too. So cheers to cheers Bill Medley. To Bill Medley and Chasing Rainbows. Yeah. It's going to be a made up name, right? Bill Medley. Maybe. Right. I know, right? William Medley. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to that Wikipedia page and dive in a bit more. I might. Because <laughs> they could have called themselves the Medley Brothers, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, right. Right. Little it's too like, on the nose for me. Well, there are people that get into careers based on their names. Like, if you hear uh, something enough. Like there's a business right around the corner of my house called Doug's Bugs. I'm always like, good for you, Doug. You're an exterminator and that's all you should be. Totally. (laughs) Doug's Bugs. Mr. Bug. (laughs) 
his last name is Bugs. Right. <laughs> he was Dugs. either going to be a cartoonist or an exterminator. His first name is Dugs, and his last name is Bugs. Yeah. <laughs> they paused me right in there. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's Doug. No, Dugs. Dugs with an apostrophe. Dugs Bugs is my name. <laughs> well All right. thank you philip that was major league yeah thank you phil thank you for kevin o for an amazing yeah, for great intro kevin o, that was the sweetest little intro i've ever heard i really really good it. nostalgic yeah. i was like in his Thoughtful. family's house watching field of dreams yeah with them. yeah totally it's really lovely uh, happy November. We're, I just keep getting excited for holiday movies. Even I though know. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. We're almost there. If you have any, suggest them. Please, especially Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you have any Thanksgiving movies. And okay. congrats again to the Braves. Congrats. Oh, yeah. Congrats, happy- Atlanta baseball team. Good job, Atlanta <laughs> yeah, baseball team. Right. <laughs> okay. Till next time. See ya. How do you do to <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> How do you do? Yeah. <laughs>